Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Chapter 56 of Marty and a Voyage Thither, Volume 1 by Herman Melville. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Gail Timmerman Vaughan. Chapter 56 King Media, a Host Striking into a grove, about sunset we emerged upon a fine clear space, and spied a city in the woods. And in the middle of all, like a generalissimo's marquee among tents, was a structure more imposing than the rest. Here abode King Media. Disposed round a space some fifty yards square, were many palm posts staked firmly in the earth a man's height from the ground these supported numerous horizontal trunks upon which lay a flooring of hibiscus high over this dais but resting upon independent supports beyond a gable-ended roof sloped away to within a short distance of the ground such was the palace we entered it by an arched arbored entrance at one of its palmetto thatched ends but not through this exclusive portal entered the islanders. Humbly stooping, they found ingress under the drooping eaves, a custom immemorial and well calculated to remind all contumacious subjects of the dignity of the habitation thus entered. Three steps led to the summit of the dais, where piles of soft mats and light pillows of woven grass, stuffed with the golden down of a wind-thistle, invited all loiterers to lounge. How pleasant the twilight that welled up from under the low eaves above which we were seated and how obvious now the design of the roof no shade more grateful and complete the garish sun lingering without like some lackey in waiting but who is this in the corner gaping at us like a butler in a quandary medea's household deity in the guise of a plethoric monster his enormous head lolling back and wide gaping mouth stuffed full of fresh fruits and green leaves truly had the idol possessed a soul under his knotty ribs how tantalizing to hold so glorious a mouthful without the power of deglutition far worse than the inexorable lockjaw which will not admit of the step preliminary to a swallow this jolly josh image was that of an inferior deity the god of good cheer and often after we met with his merry round mouth in many other abodes in mardi daily his jaws were replenished as a flower-vase in summer but did the demi-divine medea thus brook the perpetual presence of a subaltern divinity still more did he render it homage but ere long the mardian mythology will be discussed thereby making plain what may now seem anomalous politely escorting us into his palace medea did honours by inviting his guests to recline he then seemed very anxious to impress us with the fact that 
by bringing us to his home and thereby charging the royal larder with our maintenance he had taken no hasty or imprudent step his merry butlers kept piling round us viands till we were well nigh walled in at every fresh deposit medea directing our attention to the same as yet additional evidence of his ample resources as a host the evidence was finally closed by dragging under the eaves a felled plantain tree the spike of red ripe fruit sprouting therefrom blushing all over at so rude an introduction to the notice of strangers during this scene jarl was privily nudging samoa in wonderment to know what upon earth it all meant but samoa scarcely deigning to notice interrogations propounded through the elbow only let drop a vague hint or two it was quite amusing what airs samoa now gave himself at least toward my viking among the mardians he was at home and who when there stretches not out his legs and says unto himself who is greater than i to be plain concerning himself and the skyman the tables were turned at sea jarl had been the oracle an old sea-sage learned in hemp and helm but our craft high and dry the upoluan lifted his crest as the erudite pagan master of gog and magog expounder of all things heathenish and obscure an hour or two was now laughed away in very charming conversation with medea when i hinted that a couch in solitude would be acceptable whereupon seizing a taper our host escorted us without the palace and ushering us into a handsome unoccupied mansion gave me to understand that the same was mine mounting to the dais he then instituted a rigorous investigation to discern whether everything was in order not fancying something about the mats he rolled them up into bundle and one by one sent them flying at the heads of his servitors who upon that gentle hint made off with them soon after returning with fresh ones these with mathematical precision medea in person now spread upon the dais looking carefully to the fringes or ruffles with which they were bordered as if striving to impart to them a sentimental expression this done he withdrew End of chapter fifty six